You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Go ahead and show some sign online this morning and say, I'm ready for the word. Amen. Amen. I'm, again, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22 through 33. Uh, and we're going to read the word of God from the New King James Version. And God's word says that immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got out into, when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his word. Uh, today I'm going to talk to you from the pulse of heaven concerning um, abandon your comfort zone. Come on. I don't want you to attack nobody. I want you to testify all by yourself right there in the comment section and shout, I am abandoning my comfort zone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter who, who's ready to abandon theirs or whether they're trying to abandon it on January 1st of next year or if they want to wait another week, but where God is getting ready to take you and what God is doing and calling for in this season is you your patience and your partnership as he escorts you out of your comfort zone into something new. My brothers and my sisters, a comfort zone is a situation in which you feel comfortable and you do not have to do anything new or difficult. I'll say that again. A comfort zone is a situation in which you feel comfortable and you do not uh, have to do anything new or difficult. And a comfort zone is a psychological state in which things feel familiar to an individual and, and you are at ease in this place and, and you perceive in this place that you are in control of your environment. And sometimes you may even feel that you're in control of circumstances. You're in control of the conditions of relationships. And, and in this space of your comfort zone, you experience low levels of anxiety and stress. 
people and regions, they all come with comfort zones. The term comfort zone is not used in the traditional Bible, but yet it is revealed through revelation of the text. It is the idea of pushing into uncharted territory. Uh, that is what is a what we call a biblical contextual idea. God is stripping you of your rights to your comfort zone because comfort zones are confining. There are certain areas of your life where you are okay with being in for a season, but then there are things just like clothes, you outgrow them and you have to come out of your comfort zone. Glory be to God. I would look like an absolute fool if I tried to put on the christening outfit that my mother saved uh, all these years when I was Christian and dedicated back to the Lord at the age of six months old. My mom to this very day, oh praise his name, still has my dedication outfit all white with the white socks and the white shoes and the white little hat and all of that. And so my brothers and my sisters, I would look absolutely crazy if I tried to put that same outfit on tonight, uh, this morning rather, when I'm preaching to you at Growth Point. And what I want you to understand is the reason why I would look like an absolute fool if I did that is because it was comfortable for me when I was at the age of six months old. It was just right for me. It was good for me. It looked good on me. And it was appropriate for that set time and season. But as I began to grow and develop and mature I had to come out of that and just keep that in the closet as a memory my brothers and my sisters this morning I want you to understand that there are certain relationships there are certain commitments there are certain glass ceilings that we are trying to stay under because it was comfortable to us in one season and we are grieving and we are fighting with God because of the fear Fear of the unknown once we get out of our comfort zone. You might be saying, God, I've never done this before. I've never had to be, I've never had to lead like this. I've never had to strategize like this. I've never had to work as hard like this before. I've never had to pray like this before. I've never had to uh, be the only one that is showing up and proving to be faithful like this. Lord, I'm the one that is trying, I'm the one, Lord, I I've never been in this place before and sometimes when we begin to taste uh, the unfamiliar and the uncharted territory when our feet gets wet and we're like oh God I don't know how I'm going to walk in this I don't know how I'm going to get through this. We begin to relent. We begin to lament. We begin to mourn. We begin to grieve. We begin to put on our sackcloth and ashes. And we begin to echo the words of the children of Israel when they begin to have to fight the enemy. Glory to God. Before they got in the promised land and when they got in the promised land. And they said, wasn't it better for us in Egypt? And if I was there, glory to God with them, I'd tell them, oh heck 
No, you're just out of your comfort zone. I need you to tag somebody and tell somebody we're out of our comfort zone, but we're going to be all right. That's right. Yeah, I know it feels funny. I know it's different. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but God wants me to tell you I know it's different, but we're going to be all right. Hey, glory to God. I feel that in my sanctified soul this morning. It's different. Oh, but I'm going to be all right. Hallelujah. I got to do things a little different. I got to shift my money around. I got to have more faith. I got to fast. I got to pray. I got to serve. I got to go to therapy. I got to go to counseling. I got to make these adjustments. I'm out of my comfort zone because what he has for me, oh, glory to God, is on the other side of my comfort. I'm going ahead of myself. I'm going ahead of myself. I'm going ahead of myself. Let me slow down. Uh, many people do not take risk. Um, many people uh, don't take risks, and most people that do not take risk are what we call conformist. And when we conform, we automatically put our passionate dreams to bed, and we end up betraying our God-given gifts, and we become followers and not leaders of men. Um, another reason why people uh, do not like to get out of their comfort zone also is because of fear. Uh, the fear of failure is, is head of the list at preventing people uh, from coming out of their comfort zone. Because fear erodes hope and encourages inferiority. Inferiority uh, invigorates narrow-mindedness. And narrow-mindedness creates ignorance and worry. And the end result of that is devastation uh, as we feel that we cannot accomplish our dreams. This text today that I've called your attention to is loaded with opportunities for not only uh, the disciples, but also Jesus to come out of his comfort zone. Um, you got to understand growth point that you can either take the risk or lose the change. I'm going to say that one more time. You can either take the risk or lose the change. Don't y'all leave me now. I know it's getting sticky in here, but we're going to be all right. Will you tag somebody and tell them take the risk or lose the change? Here's what the Holy Ghost told me to tell you growth point, And that is that God is not picking on you in this season, but rather he's propelling you out of your comfort zone. So God uses, uh-oh, here we go. Let's take a turn. God uses change to usher you out of your comfort zone. God uses change to usher you, to escort you, to bring you out of your comfort zone. I will say it again because we don't always like change. Uh-huh. Uh, God uses change as the usher uh, to bring you out of your comfort zone into the new. Uh, he uses change. He uses change. God uses change. God uses change. God uses change. God ordains change. God puts his hand on change. God has sanctified that change. God is involved in that change. God initiated that change. God is aware of the change because he wants to pull you out of your comfort zone. Anyone that has made history and anyone that is going to make history has to cooperate with God and agree with God to come out of 
the comfort zone. There's a scripture in the book of Job, and it says, agree with God so that things might go well with you. That's right. The Bible says that we ought to agree with God, get on the same page with God so that things might go well for you. My brothers and my sisters at Growth Point in Kentucky and wherever you tuned in from this morning, I want you to understand that what would have happened if Abraham, when God told him in Genesis 12 to pack up everything that you have and, and I want you to leave your kindred and I want you to go to the place from where I show you. I want you to go and I want you to pack up everything, Abraham. I want you to leave familiarity. I want you to leave everything you know. I want you to leave everything you're familiar with and I want you to go to the place I'm calling you to and you'll know the place I'm sending you to when you see it. You'll know it when you see it. That's for somebody out there right now. You'll know it when you sit there. Be something. There's an unction down in your inner man. There will be a, a baby leaping when you see it. There's going. You're going to be like Mary and Elizabeth. Something going on the inside. It's going to confirm, oh, this is it. Yeah, you, you'll show up. You'll, you'll, you'll appear. But you got to agree to be okay for me to escort you out of the old into the new. Oh, Moses, where would we be? Where would Israel be if you were comfortable staying in Pharaoh's house and not standing up to Pharaoh? Joshua, where would Israel be if you remained comfortable after Moses, God's servant, had died and you left them on the other side of Canaan and you refused to get out of your comfort zone? Oh, Esther, where would the Jews be today if you decided not to stand up and speak up hallelujah for God's people oh Jesus even stepped out of his comfort zone hey, glory to God I said Jesus stepped out of his comfort zone Jesus was in heaven he was on the throne at the father glory be to God but oh man needed redeeming man needed to be delivered man needed to come out from sin so that we might have access to the tree of life and be saved and so Oh, glory be to God. The father looked over at the son one day and said, now what are we going to do about this state that humanity is in? Oh, and then Jesus, while he was there already at the throne, he looked over to, God, to the father and said, prepare me a body. Hey, glory to God. I'll go down. I'll step out of my comfort zone. I'll leave where the angels worship. I'll leave where they're laying, they're casting down their, their crowns crying, holy, holy, holy. I'll leave the streets of gold. I'll leave where there's no crime. I'll leave where there's no sickness. I'll leave where there is no sin. And I'll go down there to them. I'll come through 33 generations. Oh, glory be to God. I'll be born of a virgin. I'll be born out of an uncomfortable situation and circumstance. And then, oh glory be to God, I'll live for 33 years and I'll spend 30 of my years uncomfortable. I'll have my power locked up until I get 30 years old. I'll lock up my manifested power until I get 30 years old. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to reserve myself. I I gotta hide myself. I gotta shelter myself. I gotta be uncomfortable so that I can do something 
that has never been done before. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I've come to let you know that if you let God just get you in a place where it seems like it's absolutely out of the norm, if you get uncomfortable, I hear the Holy Ghost prophesying the growth point this morning. If you'll let me get you uncomfortable, I'll do something unprecedented. I need about 50 of you to shout that out right now. If I get uncomfortable, God will do something unprecedented. If you agree with that, say yes to that. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In this text, in this text, I got to roll this morning. I got to let you go. But in this text, the Bible says I want to get to something real strong in the text. In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22 through 33, we find here where Jesus is giving them instructions to go before him, to go to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Oh, praise his name. Now, I want you to understand uh, uh, some, some context here. Uh, 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 Jesus tells them to go to the other side while he goes uh, and sends the multitude away. And the Bible says that he goes up on the mountain by himself to pray. That's right. He goes by himself in a quiet place to, uh, to steal away and to pray. Now, this is the very first trip on water where Jesus is sending them and not going with them. Uh-huh. That's the uncomfortable place, number one, when God has to send you somewhere. But then once you start out on that journey, it's like, where are you now? Uh, you went the opposite way. You sent me that way, and you walked to it, and you went that other way. And so that is the complexity of faith today. Sometimes God will cause you to be obedient doing a thing, and then once you start out on that thing, not only is God not visibly present, but then the Bible says in verse 24, uh, we have... Some violence going on. <laughs> there, there's some chaos going on in the text. And, and, and have you ever, in verses 22 through 30, I mean through, through 24, have you ever been in, in that season where um, there is a dual presence of chaos and obedience? Oh, God, help us this morning. Um, have you ever been in a place where you're obedient, but yet there's chaos going on at the same time? And, and, and don't let the conditions that you see going on around you make you confused that you are doing something wrong or that you are out of order or that you are doing something that God's not pleased with. Sometimes the conditions that, that come along the same time you're obedient to God is a result of hell's frustration at you doing something God told you to do when it 
look like God in the opposite direction. And so sometimes you're in the middle of the chaos and you'll be like, but God, you told me to go this way. But God, you told me to marry them. But God, you told me to apply there. But God, you told me to pray this. Lord, you told me to fast that. Lord, you told me to sow this. Lord, you told me to do this. And now in the place of my obedience, there is a warfare going on because I think that once I'm obedient, it ought to be peace in the valley. If I'm being obedient, I ought to have rest on every side. If I'm being obedient, it ought to be sunflowers and daisies. If I'm being obedient, the devil shouldn't be on my tail. If I'm being obedient and in the place and in the direction and on the course that Christ has sent me on, why do I have chaos when I'm being obedient at the same time? The reason why is because, glory be to God, the reason why you are in a place of chaos as well as obedience is because God is saying, all I want to do is get you out of your comfort zone because it's not until you get out of your comfort zone you learn how to you learn how to fight like you ain't never fought before you get out of your comfort zone you're gonna save money like you ain't never saved money before you get out of your comfort zone you're gonna pray like you've never prayed before i tell you you get out of your comfort zone you know you're obeying god but you got chaos i tell you it don't nobody have to tell you to praise the lord nobody have to tell you to lift your hand and work Nobody have to tell you to sow that seed. Nobody will have to tell you how to, how to glorify God. Because when you are in that place out of your comfort zone, when you get out there, you finally be like, well, I'm out here now. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out here now. I might as well go on and be un, unorthodox and undignified in every way of my life. Because I'm already out here now. I'm already out here now. So... That's what happens when you get out of your comfort zone. You begin to see, you begin to see, I'm being obedient, but I got opposition going on at the same time. The Bible says in verse 25 that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. So here's what the Holy Ghost told me to tell you this morning. The Bible says that the winds were boisterous. They'd been tossed by the waves, and the wind was contrary, and they in the middle of the sea. The middle of the sea is very important for you to understand because now, my brothers and my sisters at Growth Point, um, uh, God has, by his sovereign will, allowed them to uh, be so far gone from the place of familiarity that it would make no sense to go back to familiarity. And at the same time, by them being in the middle of the sea, they're too close to their destination to turn around now. What is God saying to you this morning? Well, verse 25 should bring you some consolation. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. I love that scripture because... If you paid attention in verse 23, it says that he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And then the Bible says that in verse 25, ah, woo, this is going to bless y'all. Listen, that he just goes out to them. He, he goes out to them. Now, the sea is very big, okay? It is, it is wide. 
and, and it's very, 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 very dark outside at this time, and it's storming. Okay, so that makes visibility very, very low. I'm not sure if you've ever been in a storm at night before, especially a bad one. I'm talking about where, you know, the thunder is rolling, the lightning is flashing, it is torrential rains falling, and uh, the tempest is raging, and to the point to where the boat is just literally rocking back and forth, back and forth, like violently. Um, uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew, Matthew, please walk with me this morning. Matthew shows nowhere in the text where the disciples prayed during their struggle. <laughs> they did not pray. The, the Bible does not mention where they prayed. The Bible does not mention where the disciples prayed and they called on the Lord via prayer and said, Lord, we're out here in the middle of the sea. Can you come see about us? Oh, but I believe that the reason why they did not pray is because they already knew that Jesus was on the mountain above the sea and he was praying for them and he saw them. So they did not have, glory be to God, they did not have to tell Jesus where they were. They did not have to drop their location. They did not have to send a SOS alert. They did not have to make a Facebook post and say, y'all, we out here in the middle of, of, of obedience and I'm, and I'm being uh, beat up by the warfare of hell trying to get to the place God wants me to be. It's very uncomfortable. And then the Bible says, watch this, uh, Jesus comes to them in the fourth watch of the night. Hey, glory to God. Now watch this. The Bible does not also say to us, glory to God, that Jesus just shows up in the fourth watch. I dare to argue, watch the text, I dare to argue that the ship did not flip over. The boat did not sink and the boat did not get lost under the ocean and I believe that the wind did not carry them in the wrong direction. I believe that the rain could not destroy them. I believe that the lightning could not kill them. I believe that the conditions could not be the calamity and the testimony of their obedience because Jesus was there the whole time. I know he started out on the mountain praying, but I believe that God's presence was already in the water and they just didn't see him until the fourth watch of the night. Hey, Kobasha, I want you to understand that the fourth watch of the night is also included as daybreak. That's when dawn is. That's when, uh, that's glory be to God, that's when darkness has to give way to light. That's when, that, that is when the darkness have to give up the ghost and tell the light, come on in, praise his holy name. And I believe that in the fourth watch of the night, praise the Lord, glory be to God. That is when, uh, that, that is when the sun was rising and the moon was setting. And that is when they finally discovered, oh, Jesus is walking to us. And the reason why is because it was in the shifts of the day. It was the uncomfortable part of the day. It was the day the 
part of the day where it's just uncomfortable. You can't tell if it's night. You can't tell if it's evening. You can't tell if it's morning. And glory be to God. And I believe that when they looked up and they saw this figure walking, some said it's a ghost. But Peter said, I think it's the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's why, glory to God, I want you to understand this morning, the reason why you have not sank, the reason why you haven't given up, the reason why the storm hasn't taken you out, even though you're in your uncomfortable zone, you're out of your comfort zone, but the keeper of your soul sees you and he's keeping you. That's why you hadn't lost what you thought you was going to lose. That's why you haven't lost your mind. That's why you haven't lost your joy. That's why you haven't lost all of your strength. I know you're not as strong as you was, but you ain't lost at all. Hallelujah. I hear the I hear John say, you need to consider what yet remains. Oh, praise his name. And I believe that because that was the transition of the day, they were able to see Jesus walking on the water. He's walking on the water. He's walking on the water. He's walking into the chaos. He's walking into the opposition. He's walking into the conditions. He's walking into. And isn't it amazing that the conditions didn't phase Christ? <laughs> the conditions, he didn't call for an umbrella. He didn't call for a raincoat. The conditions didn't phase him. He was able to operate because he's Christ incarnate. He's God in flesh. He is out of his comfort zone, but yet he's in control. That's what God wants you to hear this morning. You're out of your comfort zone, but God is in control. Somebody shout, God is in control. God is in control. That's right. God is in control. I'm going to wrap this thing up this morning. But the Bible says that Jesus spoke to them and he said, be of good cheer as I. Not be afraid. Remember I talked to you at the beginning of the message about how fear has an assignment to keep you in your comfort zone. And Peter heard the Lord's voice. Peter answered him and said, Lord. Woo! So you got to understand when Peter says Lord here, it's not just the casual language that we use in Western faith where we say, Lord, have mercy. But translated as master. He really translates it as master, which means that I know we out here in chaos, but if it's Christ, I know he's the master of the sea. <laughs> and he can change the conditions that I'm in right now. He said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And watch this. And Jesus said, come. And when Peter got out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. As I close this morning, there is a Greek word. For the word come, when Jesus says, come, Peter, there's a Greek word that means more than get out of the boat. It means more than take a risk of faith and try your faith out. It's more than be a daredevil, Peter. But rather, it was a call for Peter 
to get out of his comfort zone. Because in the Greek, when Jesus says come, it technically means come into being. It means come into who I've called you to be. <laughs> it means come into who I've ordained you to be. Come into your rightful identity. It basically means in the Greek, find your place and discover your influence. It means arise. It means to come forth. Nobody but God can have a resurrection in the middle of the sea. <laughs> I, I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want the Peter with the temper anymore. Peter. I sent you out here to go to the other side just to have an encounter with me in the sea, away from the crowd, around your inner circle. They're getting ready to watch you become. They're getting ready to watch you arise and come forth and show yourself and to find your place and to find your influence. But I had to get you out of your comfort zone. Who are you becoming? I'm sure that when Peter was walking on the water, I bet for a minute before the wind got him, before the wind got him, before the wind distracted him, I bet people were like, hey, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, he, he was out there just jaywalking for a minute until that wind caught him by surprise. But watch this, watch this growth point. The same wind that he was experiencing in the boat was the same wind with the same substance when he started walking on the water. What happened? He felt himself coming out of his comfort zone. You're going to always fall, see yourself sinking and falling beneath the surface when you're trying to hold on to that old shell when that butterfly is bursting out of its cocoon. My brothers and my sisters, that's what Jesus is doing today in Kentucky, in Alabama, in Georgia, in Texas, wherever you tuned in from this morning. Jesus maybe sent you on a road of obedience to allow some obstacles to frustrate you enough to get out of your boat of familiarity. My charge and my plea and my call to you today is will you commit to coming out of your comfort zone? If your answer is yes, I want you to type in the comment section right now, yes, 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 Lord, yes, yes, Lord. I'll come out of my comfort zone. If it requires me to change my attitude, yes, Lord. If it requires me to fast, yes, Lord. If it requires me to do life differently, yes, Lord. If it requires me to even to relocate, yes, Lord. If it requires me to sacrifice for a season, yes, Lord. Whatever it is, God calling you this morning to say, I'll step out. I'll do something different. Will you bow your head with me this morning and pray, sweet wonder in our soul, the captain of the ship. We love you, we bless you, and we glorify you, and we magnify you, and we exalt you. We glorify your holy name. 
you are the savior of the world while at the same time you are the rescuer of our soul. This morning, Father, you are calling these men and women, boys and girls, out of their comfort zone. And you're really telling boys and girls, men and women, we're asking the question, is it you? And you're saying, come! I know it's different, but step out. I know you've never been here before, but step out. I know you've never tried this before, but step out. I know you never believed me like this before, but step out. I know you never trusted me like this before, but step out. I know you've never been in this territory before, but step out. Step out. You got to do something different. You got to do something different. And if you are going to maximize the uncomfortable place I'm calling you to out of your comfort zone, I promise you, if you allow me to change you, if you will allow me to transform you, if you will allow me to fill you with the Holy Ghost, if you will allow me to change your mind, if you will allow me to change your tongue, if you will allow me to give you my power, if you will allow me to say to you, arise and come forth, come forth, come forth, come and be who I call you to be. Come and be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come and be filled. Come and be saved. Come and repent. Come, come. But you got abandoned comfort zone. Who I've called you to be is not back there. It's over there. We say yes to your will this morning. Yes to your way. If you don't know Jesus and you're you've been comfortable in sin long enough and you're like I'm ready to walk this faith walk. I'm ready to I'm ready for God to change my life. Pray this prayer with me this morning. Rededicate your life to the Lord. Be a candidate for baptism. Sign up to come out of your comfort zone. Sin is too comfortable anyway. Pray this sinner's prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize you and confess that you are Lord. And I am a sinner. I confess that I have sinned and trespassed against God. But I confess that Jesus is Lord and he is my atonement. I confess my sin, therefore I ask you forgive my sin and wash me in your blood. Come into my heart, deliver me, set me free from the chains of the enemy and allow me to walk in life freely and more abundantly. I receive you now as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. You're forever changed, Growth Point. You're forever transformed. And I want you to know this morning that God is calling you to abandon your comfort zone. How is God calling you to abandon your comfort zone today? May your life never be the same. Thank you to Pastor Mario J. Radford. Thank you, Growth Point Church of Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you to our virtual audience for allowing me. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.